Welcome back to Light Up with Shannon Chavez. You're listening to season two, episode number two, featuring my life partner, Alex Olin. In today's episode, we take a very long trip down memory lane, revisiting our entire seven-year relationship, starting with our first meeting during spring break in Cancun, Mexico, our senior year of college, and ending with our hopes and aspirations for the future as we head into this summer when we're finally set to throw the wedding of our dreams. Alex has seen me through the good, the bad, and the ugly as I've blossomed into the person I've become since meeting him back in 2014. He's completely shaped the person that I am today, and I think it's safe to say that I've rubbed off on him a bit too. So without further ado, here's a little look into my personal life from the person who knows me best, my other half, my very best friend, the one and only Alexander Guy Olin, MBA. Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? One, two, three, four. Hi, I'm Shannon, and you're listening to my weekly motivational podcast, Light Up. I'm just a girl from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who loves bringing people together and making them feel good. So I'm talking to happy people about what it is that lights them up and how embracing their unique gifts and pursuing their passions has brought them peace, joy, and abundance. I believe that true and lasting happiness comes from finding and fulfilling our life's purpose. It's my mission to help you conquer limiting beliefs, harness your personal power, and live out your fullest potential. In these episodes, we'll build daily habits together that drive us towards happier and fuller lives. You have the power to manifest your dream life. So let's get started. Is a space that creates your horizon. Your mind is a space that creates your horizon. Your mind is a space that creates your horizon. Your mind is a space that creates. Say, why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Hi, Rob. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you for doing this with me on your day off. What else would I rather be doing? It's been such a nice morning so far. We got to wake up, and sorry, I woke you up with my alarm. I didn't even hear it. That's new. I mean, I don't usually have the alarm. You usually have the alarm. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I know that it's a little uncomfortable and it's kind of weird to ask somebody that you know so well questions, Um, but I really just want these first episodes back to help everyone who's listening to get to know me a little bit better. And who better to talk to than you because you know me better than anyone. Um, We spend like every minute together these days. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk to you because you've made such an impact on my life and you've shaped the person I am today. So I'm so happy that you agreed to sit down and do this with me. Thank you. No problem. All right, we'll dive right in. So I don't know about you, but I feel like my life has changed a lot over the past six and a half years with you. And I just think it'd be really cool if we would spend our time today thinking about the transformation. So let's start. From the beginning, this will just be like a trip down memory lane. 
So think back to your life in college, right before we met. What were you up to and what was going on in your life then? Well, I already had a full-time job offer my senior year of college, so I was kind of in coast mode. Coast mode? Yeah, so I was just having as much fun as I could and lucky enough to meet you for a little bit on spring break. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad I remembered. And we had fun, and I'm glad that I had to go something somewhere else, so it was just a short, quick meeting. It was we, like three minutes dancing together on the Mexican beach. <laughs> that was definitely enough. We were both in... Were you wearing like your bright yellow swim trunks, or are they green? I think it was they one were, of the two. I think they were bright yellow. They were yellow. definitely bright. They were very bright. Uh, that's how I, I was when I was 22. I was 21 <laughs> at that time. That was seven years ago! More than seven years ago now. Time flies. But, yeah, so I was just happy just doing whatever I wanted, basically. And so we both went to Duquesne together, but we didn't know each other. Oh, I knew her. She was in the cool sorority, and I was in the nerd frat, so obviously I had no chance to ever talk to her in real life. I hate when you tell people that I was in the cool sorority. <laughs> That's what, this is just my perspective. Perspective? Yeah. I didn't even know what DS, what DSP, what DSP. Exactly, yes. We were the nerd business frat, so why would you hang out with me? I tried to get the girls in my sorority to go to other mixers. None of them ever wanted to go and meet new people. They always hung around the same ones, which, you know, was, was okay, but I wish I would have known you sooner. It all worked out. But, so right after I graduated, you think, oh, I'm the accountant now. I'm just going to be Jim Halpert, chilling at work, 9 to 5, goofing off and getting my paycheck because I'm making... $47,000 a year. I'm some big shot. But I didn't start that job till the fall, so I had a summer in between at my internship where I tried to study for my CPA, which went very poorly because <laughs> I lived with four other boys in Southside, one being one of your good friends, Jeremy, who ended up introducing us formally. So you were over one night, and I'm like, oh, man, she, I'm so lucky she's in my house, but friends with Jeremy, you know, it's late, whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, she, wasn't, she was doing somersaults on the floor or something. I don't know. But then another time she came over in the morning and invited me to brunch with them. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, and, well, I woke up. We were still on our party days, 22 years old. And I woke up at Cody's house and he wasn't there. Nowhere to be found. The last person I remember talking to was Jeremy. So I called him and I was like, Yo, dude, what happened last night? You want to go to brunch? Long so time ago. I walked into your room. I didn't even know you at all. And you had like a girl over no, in I your didn't. bed. No, I didn't. And after she, I don't, did she, I guess she was already gone, hopefully. And then I was like sitting on your bed. And I remember just like laying down. I was probably still kind of drunk from the, like, the night before. This is a way to start off Sunday morning. But we went to brunch. And it was fun. She was laughing at my jokes. I don't know why. I gave her one of my business cards, which I hopefully played off as a joke, not serious. I still but, have that somewhere. Um, and I made her a Bloody Mary, and she enjoyed it. And then she had to the ask... The only thing we like about local, the yeah, Bloody the, Mary The bar. food's always terrible. I remember Jeremy, like, laughed and spit food on your face. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> so strange. But um, she had to ask me for my number, and then here we are. Well, I asked you for your number because mm, you were I was talking preaching about credit cards, credit cards yeah. and I, thank goodness, had never had a credit card, yeah. <laughs> but, but you were bragging about all these points that you could get, and I was like, oh, perfect way to ask 
for this guy's number. Hey, uh, will you refer me for that credit card? It didn't even work. Didn't get the fifty dollars. Yeah, because I ended up like. She what, got a, a you got a Capital One, yeah. But I referred you eventually, so we did get the fifty dollars each referral bonus. It's all good. Well, so after that brunch, this is when I was still living in West Virginia. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that day, I actually remember exactly what I was wearing because I still have the sweater and I can't get rid of it even though it has holes in it because I remember we wore it to our first brunch date, if that counts as a date. Um, but then I went back to West Virginia and I don't think we saw each other again for another couple of weeks. You were traveling quite a bit then for work. Yeah, I had to go to on audits. This is when I was an auditor my first job. Um, so I was gone a couple weekends. I was visiting my friend in Penn State. So... And then we finally met up again. I was in Dallas, actually. Or I had to go to Dallas the next day, the first night we went out. With Ebola was going around. Yeah, so it's like the original, our first pandemic, I don't know. There's a pandemic every two years, but thank God that one didn't spread, like, corona. But oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ebola, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so then, the next time we got together, it was another night out at a Southside bar um, and you were back just getting back from Dallas and I think it was like Friday or Saturday night I had probably still been up since 10 p.m. the night before because I worked the night shift and I came and met you at Finn McColl's with my sorority sister Little <laughs> and uh, I know that might have been a little bit of an awkward situation for you I had no idea at the time, but I don't know she what left, about. and I stayed and hung out with you. And then, and we've been hanging out ever since, every weekend. But you'd come home from West Virginia to see me, and not sleep, and we'd go out because we're 22, and then try to have as much fun as we could in that day and a half you were there, basically, and then you'd have to drive back to West Virginia and work that night. Very first date. So I think we can call this one our official first first date. Oh, another bar. So I <laughs> the third bar, bar meeting. We so were. I was. It was a Sunday. I was on my way, already driving back to West Virginia. I'd probably gotten like 20 minutes into my hour and 50 minute drive, and I get a text from Alex saying, "Hey, do you want to watch the Steeler game?" So what do I do? I turned around. I was in like my pajamas basically I mean which you're totally used to seeing me in now because that's all I wear especially being at home this year but um I I was like oh my god I can't go like this so I went to Cody's I got my stuff out of the trunk I went inside I changed I think I probably put like some makeup on put my Steeler jersey on I went back out to the car and realized oh I locked my keys in the trunk and I locked my phone in the trunk so uh, I the original reason I texted her is like I don't know if she knows this part of the story. I didn't have anybody to watch the game with. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm going to watch this Last game alone. Resort. I normally don't have to make plans. I have four roommates. But uh, like, oh, well, geez, Shannon might want to watch the game. We'll see if this girl likes football. And she responded and like, okay, I'm on my way. And then it's like hours later. It couldn't have been hours. I don't know. It was like the start of the second quarter. I'm like, okay, I guess. like. Well, so <laughs> I finally showed up. After, like, walking there because my car was stuck. Luckily, Cody was in Southside, just, like, a few blocks away. Um, and so we went to the library first, or did we go to Archie's first? I think it was Archie's first. And I was waiting for the Honda service guy to come and get the keys out of my trunk. 
And so we're sitting there, we're having a good time, talking about budgets. And of course, she made me a budget on our first date because I had no clue what I was doing with money. I had, I think me and Cody like broke, both broke our phones like two weeks before and had like $90 in our bank accounts. Yeah, I wasn't stressed at all. <laughs> I made no money at my job. They totally underpaid me. I started that job at $22,000 a year. How the heck could you live on that? But anyway, wow. so the guy comes, somehow calls me. I missed it. I was too involved in you, and he was gone. And then we had to call back and wait again. So then we went to Archie's or the, the library, library second and yeah, ordered food. dinner after the game. Uh, and so what? At this point, I probably wasn't driving home until like 7 and had to be at work at midnight. But I just remember driving home with like the biggest smile on my face because when we finally got my keys out of the car and you like walked me to my car, you pulled me in for a kiss and you dipped me! Uh, <laughs> Alex, you sly dog. <laughs> and I was, that was it. That was it. Hooked. Hooked right Hooked then and there. Since. But... I was just so happy driving home. I'll never, I'll never forget. But then I was probably miserable whenever I went oh, to work. Definitely. I don't know if I hated my job quite as much yet. Then that was still kind of early on in the fall, so I'd only been there for like yeah, everybody's four months first at a job. Time. Everyone just hated work. You know, you didn't understand the real hatred yet. Well, so talk a little bit about what I was like when we first met. What did you think about me, and what did your friends think about me? Uh, I mean, you were just like so positive and bubbly and happy and like my friends were not normal we grew up in the country you know a little pessimistic I guess but uh more realistic but it's, it's just like maybe a little cocky you, you. Uh, me oh yeah I'm different <laughs> than my friends but like the people I hang out with like no one is glass spilling over full everyone's kind of glass half empty seems like compared to you so it was just like complete opposite of what I was used to hanging around and it was just Amazing. I don't know how you were just so happy and wonderful all the time and bright and bubbly. Mm -hmm. I love you. My friends are like, who's this girl? Alex hasn't had a girlfriend in, I don't know, ever that he liked or whatever. Real t real girlfriend who's stealing Alex from us. And they find, I'm like, just meet her, please. Just meet her. And they're like, yeah, I wanted to hate her, but I couldn't. <laughs> all my single dude friends. All of your friends have turned into my best friends over the last six and a half years and you have the best group of friends. I have a lot of friends but I like I feel like most of my good friends now are people that I either met like later in college or even after college. For you, you still have like the same 40 best friends <laughs> from childhood. Like how does that happen? I, I don't know. Like, we just Small town Greenville? Talk a little guess. bit about where you're from. Greenville, PA. Uh, population 6,000. But um, yeah, yeah, our friend group. Uh, we, I mean, there's only so many kids in our class. We had the biggest class in 10 years of 140 kids. So that was bigger than mine. I went yeah. to high school downtown Pittsburgh, right in the city. Took the Port Authority bus, and we only had 118. But my friend group was like the nerds. We called ourselves. That was like more of the nerd clique. Xbox playing, not the cool sports. We played like tennis and soccer and baseball and stuff like that. Whereas the quote-unquote jocks would be more the football players and track stars, basketball players. But I don't know. We were all, uh, our, even our parents were friends. We were all friends, just like easy group to get along with. And everyone went to college kind of close, but then everyone moved back to Pittsburgh. Like, so it's right after we graduated, all my Duquesne friends basically moved away. I had a couple left and all my 
Greenville friends all of a sudden moved to the city, and I was pumped to have them back. So we just like came closer friends after college, it seemed like. Well, I loved meeting all of your friends. I loved hanging out with you. And then I think that was why it made it even harder working in West Virginia and having to drive back every Sunday. Um, and so, you know, the first couple years of our relationship were like kind of long distance. We really only saw each other on the weekends, but I think that might have been kind of oh, a good thing for us. Definitely. We were 22. If I would have to see you every day, I, pro I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked out. I was definitely <laughs> a little different person then. I wasn't as nice, I guess. You definitely made me a little nicer. I don't know if I could have handled hanging out with a, a girl every night. <laughs> well, so, you know, I worked all night and then I would come back and spend the weekends with you. Um, but what did you think about my career then? Did you think like it had effect, an effect on me or my health or my happiness or my attitude? What did you think about like my job in news? Oh, when we first started dating, I'd brag about you. Oh, I've got this girlfriend. She's a news anchor, you know, on TV. <laughs> but then the more I learned about it, it's like, oh, you're very underpaid. You're very overworked. They don't really respect you that much there. You're kind of just, hey, pay your dues and one day you'll make it in New York. Yeah, right. But that's just the way they treat it. It's like a glory job more than anything. So after a couple of years there, when you start talking about leaving, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. But I obviously was nervous. The accountant that's super conservative with money, like, oh, yeah, just quit your job. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, so like, I feel like I would say things a little bit about like new opportunities or new ideas that I had, but probably not right at the beginning. I really yeah. don't think I was even considering leaving like at the at the start. Um, I was still pretty happy like just seeing you on the weekends and I think like I hoped that maybe my next jump could be to Pittsburgh and you know I would probably stay in news or some kind of broadcasting. Right, right. You, you um, wanted to come back to Pittsburgh. I just wanted to yeah. come back to Pittsburgh and be with if you. If that job was in Pittsburgh you probably would have worked it longer. Yeah probably. Um, but but so anyway like when I came back on the weekends we pretty much just partied. Like we had so much fun. We would go to Penn State. Like I had no vacation. My very first year there, I didn't have one day of vacation. I would get comp time for working Christmas or Thanksgiving <laughs> or New Year's, but like oh, we didn't even get to have New Year's together or anything. But I remember like one of the first trips that we took together um, was Penn State. Was that before or after we Chicago? went to Chicago? Uh, right around I went time. to visit your Probably family before. in Chicago. But, um, but so well, I just want to talk, tell the story about when I said I love you for the first oh, time. <laughs> because, of course, I was the one to say it of first. Course, yeah. We went to visit Boris at Penn State. Talk a little bit about uh, your time. Uh, You've been there a couple more times than me. He was a president of a fraternity. I don't want to say it, but whatever. Um, so, you know what that entails. Just frat boy life in Penn State is like a different world. So we're like sleeping on his frat house room floor. It was like the filthiest house Scary. I've ever seen and I freaking loved it I want to go back now like I wish we, I don't know we could do something now. like that they're like again. hitting beer bottles with golf clubs in the hallway you know this is like I'm not animal. like Duquesne no this is like animal like, we house, didn't have basically. frat houses at Duquesne not like that not where it was like so I took her on this real classy trip for the weekend obviously <laughs> with another guy friend of mine so yeah real romantic and we three I'm people on the he floor makes my logos and stuff yeah for me now. He's great the best. friend um known him since ninth grade of course uh <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so we were just like doing frat party stuff. We went to like the blue and white game tailgate. We didn't even go to the game, so yeah. <laughs> real adult. Real adult. We didn't go to the game. No, no, we just went to the Oh my tailgate. gosh, is that the same weekend that I 
weekend that you were like sitting in the shade trying to not yeah, get sunburned? Yeah, I got so sunburned. It was the spring and I was wearing like a tank top. It was like the first night, nice day of the year and I got fried. And I had like tank top tan lines the whole year from that. But yeah, so we went to another frat party that night. I'm so sunburned. We've been drinking all day in this like frat basement that's with like crazy lights, super loud music, of course, just like any other movie frat basement. And that's, that's where she said she loved me for the first time. And I just kind of looked. I, remember, I looked at you and I said, you don't have the same back, but I love you. I'm like, oh, that's great. But I don't have a lot going on right now. I don't now. think you did end up saying it for another month at least. I didn't want to, I want to say it when I was real. I didn't want to lie. I, not like I would have lied then, but I just want to make sure. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. I love you. I just wanted to talk about how much fun we used to have. We still have that much fun, but maybe in a little bit of a different, different environment. Different fun, yes. Yeah. It's, it would be really weird if we showed up to like a college party where everyone was 20 now. So Yeah, we're old. <laughs> 28. Um, <clears throat> but so... You were also going through some changes around that time. When I was still living in West Virginia, you were working for BDO, uh, and you were an auditor there before you transitioned into tax accounting at Clark and Chamberlain. So can you just talk a little bit about your experience in both of those jobs and what your work-life balance was kind of like then? Well, like I said earlier, I thought every office job was the show The Office. People made fun of me in high school for liking that show. It was my favorite show because it wasn't cool to like it then like it is now, but... I'm like, ah, oh, this is the best life. You just work from 95, you know, you go in, you look at your computer, you sign a paper, make a call, and you go home. That is not public accounting. <laughs> That's not what it was like. It's basically the opposite of public accounting. You come in, it's like, I, it's hard to explain. It's like if you're not working more than eight hours, like you're slack. And, and had my first busy season as an auditor, and that company I was at just got bought out, so everyone was on edge. They were afraid they were going to get fired, so no one was really like, helping me the way they normally would because everyone was just watching their own back. And audit is a lot of writing and everybody knows I'm a terrible writer. So You're good with numbers though. I thought it wasn't some writing heavy job. I thought it was more of a math job, but it was not. So LinkedIn after a busy season, I got a um, reach out for this tax company. I thought, I mean, I'd actually enjoy tax. At least I could help the client compared to being the asshole auditor. You now know. this year you're doing so many friends, well, helping huh. them with their taxes. Yeah, so I, I went in for that interview. It was downtown office, had my own office, was raised, small office. It was much better environment for me to learn than the prior company. But still, yeah, it's still busy season, tax season, where I worked six days a week, 50 to 60 hours for, so that was four years I was in that life. Well, so With you... 10 days vacation. Then that's when we were, you were living in Southside. I was still yeah, still yeah. living in West Virginia at the time when you started at Clark and Chamberlain, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 2015. Um, and so you would walk to work and of take course. the tea, because you know, of course. Parking you... $16 downtown. I'd rather walk the mile and a half in my suit and pack my lunch because. Uh... In your Monday suit, in your Tuesday suit, in your Wednesday I suit? I had four suits. So I had a suit for each day of the week, and then Friday was business casual, so I didn't have to wear a suit that day. So Alex is very routine. <laughs> uh, oh, and what about the gym? Well, I had free gym in high school at the high school. I had a free gym in college at Duquesne, and then after college, I'm like, well, I don't want to pay for a gym, you know. But working out is like a huge part of your life. Like you, you would go crazy, I think, if you couldn't do your 25-minute workout every day. Yeah, yeah. So I just like to get get in, like clear my brain after work or after school, whatever it may be. 
go to the gym for a half hour and come home. So there was this gym that I heard that was free in Southside, like a YMCA only like Pittsburgh version. So I went and checked it out. It's like in the basement, there's like a gym on the first floor and then like, like a basketball gym. And then underneath is like this basement like weight room. Definitely sketch. And I think you meant to say like ghetto virgin because there are YMCA's in Pittsburgh. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to one. But anyways, yeah. So it's five bucks a month when they remember to ask you. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I maybe paid like 20 bucks a year for that gym and met some interesting characters. A couple friends there that I still, I'm still friends with. But it was, you know, I was in my early 20s. I'm trying to save every dollar I could. And so just talk a little bit more about like that busy tax season. Because like you talked a little bit about it when I first asked you about Clark and Chamberlain, but it wasn't like that all year, just during tax season, right? Yeah, January would start like working 45 hour weeks. February turned into six day weeks every Saturday until tax day, April 15th. You basically didn't have any vacation then either because no. you got 10 days vacation and you worked 10 extra Saturdays. Right. So we were both like working so much. Like I, how did we still have as much fun as we did. How were we not like exhausted? Because we were kids, we we're young. Just have energy when you're young. But yeah, yeah, so it's like you kill yourself all spring. Like, oh, it's finally over and I take one vacation then I have five days vacation left the rest of the year, um, so. Well, so what, what was the, what was the work like, what was the environment like at Clark and Chamberlain? Because I know it was like different. It was very- well, it's a uh, small office and it was like 1985. It's like, we had paper, a lot of paper. Make sure you print the return three times so we have some backup copies. Like, don't tr don't trust Excel. We had to like, if I did some math, like tying out somebody's expenses, they'd want us to do it on the adding machine. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It has this roll of tape that will print everything you type. It's like a big calculator that prints when you type any number. And then they, we had to cut that and tape it to the return as like a second count, like a second uh, check to make sure our math was right because they didn't trust Excel. They said it rounded funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But so you did learn like a lot in that yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just taxes I learned. I did learn about books, like keeping like QuickBooks, small businesses, um, actually how to do accounting because in college they just teach you the basics. You know, it's not real world accounting. So I actually learned how to make journal entries and keep records the correct way. Learned how to deal with the government for um, any auditor audits or questions about returns, like federal, state, and local. I had some in-person meetings with them on the phone a lot, ho on hold for hours and hours with the government. You know, that kind of fun stuff. And then you guys did have fun once a year together. Yes. So what would you do? What would you do on the last day of tax season? Well, our reward for all this free labor we did for all these extra hours was they took us to dinner. Great, we get to talk to the same people we've been hanging out with. <laughs> Yay! For... All right, free dinner and free drinks. So we'd stay at dinner too long. The old partner would finally leave, so we could go have fun. We'd go to another bar, and our, my main partner boss would continue to buy the drinks. And then everyone was just be itching to go to the strip club. They're like, when we go in the club, when we go in the club. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> the biggest nerds that just love the strip club. It's like a group of five misfits. Finally get to the strip club. I'd get a hand of ones, like, I don't know, 40, 50 ones for my partner. And then he'd leave, go upstairs. I'm like, oh God, I think, finally, I got to get out of here. got to get out. Finally leave, 
way too late and I'd always wake up with a big wad of ones in my pocket because I didn't tip enough. I went with you one night. She did. The last year I knew I was leaving, so I did invite her. I'm like, hey, can Shannon come? And they're like, no one's ever brought their significant other for tax night. What? Your significant other allows you to go to the strip club? Everyone else had to lie. I love the strip club. I never understand why other girls will not let their boyfriends go, or at least if they can go with them. It's so fun. Yes, Shannon came uh, the last year tax season. She got to experience it. I'm, I'm sure I'm they so still glad. tell the story today. Oh, we had this one guy who brought his girlfriend. Could you imagine? They met me a couple times. I also brought them a shamrock shake on St. Patrick's Day when you poor baby had to work on our favorite holiday. Well, second favorite holiday. How yeah, the one intern one year was like, hey man, is this your house? There's a Snapchat he got from one of his friends from Robert Morris, different school. Some girls in my bathroom out on my balcony. It was like, like the most epic party house. There were like Three balconies, it was a huge yard. Yeah, some 22-year-old girl is doing a beer bong on my deck, and I show my boss. I'm like, this is why I try to get you to give me the day off. He's <laughs> like, oh, that does look kind of fun. I'm like, oh. Yeah, they could have all came. Yeah, they would have experienced something. <laughs> well, so I, one year, I don't know if it was that year, because I think that was that was maybe zombie shan year. Um, but oh, God. One time that I was still like, you know, doing okay. We were with some parents and stuff in the morning at the parade. Yeah. We stopped with Becky Leary and uh, and me and just me and Jess and Becky brought up some shamrock shakes to the office. Yeah. So they'll probably tell that story for the rest of their existence too. They all show up a little uh, boozed up with you the bunch. You tried to catch us. I went down the elevator. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta stop them before they come up here. And they were already up there. So my mom's friends just talking to the, the accountants like oh I'm so sorry you guys gotta work today here's some shamrock shakes and they're all like I've never had this before of course <laughs> he's like the lamest dudes but I missed uh, one again this year what the heck they're 800 calories I don't know oh, yeah. thanks but anyways <laughs> so they're all they got their shamrock shakes and I'm like okay I have to leave now I gotta corral these people out of the office so I did get to leave a little earlier that day thanks that was perfect we stole you away well so that kind of brings us to my second year working in news. I finally got five days of vacation to use. Like, wow. oh my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> five days. <laughs> so, hey, you have a vacation day today. You're getting paid vacation. Thanks for doing this with me on your day off. This is actually a corporate holiday. Corporate I holiday. get to use PTO. Oh, that's amazing. Well, so, so finally got five days off and we went to Florida. And we went to, what was it, Santa Con? Um, when we like dressed up like... <laughs> Santa Clauses and went on this bar crawl. It was so fun. But so I remember while we were there, like laying on the beach with Becky and Laz, and I was kind of dreaming up this life where I had more freedom because I was really at that point starting to feel just like exhausted and really not loving my job um, or like just the whole news environment in general. So I kind of started thinking about doing something different. And I remember saying I was going to write this book called The Healthy High. And I was going to teach people how to maximize the benefits of smoking weed and meditating and journaling and getting organized. <laughs> Which, like, oh my gosh. So you can see that, how we're opposites. That's what, uh, I, me that's as the what accountant, I'm dreaming of. This, this, uh... And so I just, I'm curious, did you see a change in me around that time? Did you think I'd ever actually decide to leave news and do something else? Oh, you could actually see your future then. Like prior, it's just like, well, I'm, I'm just a news anchor. It's just... That's what I went to school for all yeah, these years. Yeah, and same with like, me. I'm like, oh, I'm just an accountant. Like, no real future ideas, like, outside of just climb the corporate ladder, which would open up my mind, too, to, like, other ideas 
for side businesses as well, which what is really What did you help. want for me? To be happy, obviously. <laughs> More freedom, too. I didn't want to only go on one vacation with you a year. That was terrible. Well, and I mean, you definitely had a different idea, I think, of freedom than I did. Whereas, like, I wanted to love my job. Like, I just wanted to be so happy because I truly felt like, why not? Like, why would you ever do something every day that you hated? But you kind of have a different mindset towards work. You kind of look at, look at it as a means to an end. So kind of talk about like what you want in a, a job. And oh, I, my job is just stability. Like I mean, I my job isn't glorious by any means. Like it's not. I'm not saving babies' lives every day. But I'm good at my job. It's for the most part nine to five now. Um, I get we'll great benefits. We'll talk more about like your your job now i think like as we oh kinda, well like, well those years timeline. i was just felt like i was putting in the time to eventually get to the job i have now like oh this job sucks but i'm learning a lot and I'll eventually get to the job that i can have more freedom yeah and freedom to you means having enough money and having paid vacation days right, so that yeah. you can go and enjoy it like freedom to a- me is stability again so i have great benefits um retirement account vacation days you know, I had so no funny. freedom at my job. I made no money. I had no benefits. I thank God was still under my mom's health insurance at that time because it's ridiculously insane to have to pay for your own insurance when you don't have a job that pays for it for you. But anyway, um, so, you know, finally, I think like a year and a half goes by and I finally got the guts to move back to Pittsburgh and I, I quit my job so we could have more time together. And that was like the best summer ever spring and summer 2016. of 2016 oh, great summer we steal their pens won the stanley cup it's so much fun i had a buddy had that so was so much fun over every actually two friends that basically came over every weekend that are still like some of my best friends well so i finally had freedom i like got up the courage to put in my two weeks notice and I just remember like this weight kind of lifting off of my shoulders and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I had a bartending job lined up. Um, so I mean I was just going to go back to bartending and I was moving in with my mom so I wasn't really like worried about rent or anything. I just felt like oh my gosh like there's something waiting for me in Pittsburgh. I'm going to do it. Um, and so I was also ended up getting this nannying job and they would just pay me so much money to be there like any time, like even when the parents were home. So I just was like living the dream. I was making all this money, just bartending and nannying. And, you know, I finally had the freedom to spend with you. So we went to Veld in Canada. We went to this awesome music festival. Everyone was so nice in Canada. That was like, I can't wait. That's the first thing I want to do whenever the world opens back up. We're going to a music festival. Um, we went to Miami. My sister lived in Miami at the time. Yeah, free place to stay. I'm always trying to find ways to make vacations cheaper. <laughs> staying with people. She gets mad. We always stay with our friends. I love staying with our friends, but, you know, it would be nice to... Get a hotel every <laughs> once in a while. Every once in a while. I'm Fine, like... I'll splurge for the hotel this year. Maybe on our honeymoon. We slept on a lot of futons and floors and stuff over the years. That builds character. What about... Oh, my God, we totally forgot to talk about our stint of sleeping on the stairs. Yeah, when we first started dating. What we... is the song, the uh, Blink-182 song, After Midnight? Yeah, I think After Midnight. You but we'd, 
there are like these weird stairs in my first house and we carpeted and like we just wouldn't make it up the stairs. Yeah, the night that you asked me to be your girlfriend, I have like a snap of us like sleeping on the steps. We just never made it quite all the way up. Anyone listening is going to think we're alcoholics, but... We're just kids then. Not so much now. These are just the highlights of all the just fun the hi- we had. Yeah, just the highlights. Um, but when you did move back, I was obviously nervous. Like quitting your job, your career to start, I don't know, some hippy-dippy stuff, as I thought at the time, you know, me, but... And I remember my mom was totally, like, on the, in the same boat, like, oh, You what? need to find a job, need find to a find job. find a real job. But she was making great money bartending and... Way more money than I And babysitting, so I couldn't say news. anything. She was making, like, double doing that. And then she made vacation video for that Florida trip, which was awesome, and she made a summer video of, like, all the stuff we did that summer, which was sick. And then my friend got married, and I was in the wedding... And she asked to film them their wedding for free. I'm like, well, I guess this is great to start this business, like free marketing. Or that whatever. was so fun because then I ended up getting to spend the whole day with you because you were in the bridal party. Good. She kind of kept me in line. I still can't handle open bars very well, obviously, <laughs> from all these other stories. But anyways, she did an amazing job. I watched it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a job right here. This is the coolest wedding video I've ever watched in my life. Normally, I watch a wedding video and I fall asleep. And this is like the highlight the best day you could see me dancing all sweaty at the end it was so funny and great so i'm like oh then i was all in i think i'm gonna have to like share this video in the show notes of this episode because like it is so funny watching that one compared to my videos now but it was so good right no i'm like that's how i was sold i'm like okay pursue this now wedding video this is the new thing you're right at the ground floor well so then i finally printed business cards and then you took a picture of one and posted it on your snapchat and that was how i booked my very first paid wedding. I did three weddings for free first, the, uh, the fall of 2016. Yeah. Um, and then, so you posted that business card on your Snapchat and Anne McConnell reached out and was like, hey, does she, uh, does she film weddings? I'm and like, you're yep. like, yeah, here you go. Sure. Here's your number. Easy as that. I'm like, she man. she gave me 800 bucks. I know. I'm like, there we go. This, <laughs> this stuff, I'm blown away. Well, so around that time, I had a lot of photographers like who would see me at these weddings the next year, you know, using my crop sensor Canon 60D that I had from college. And they were like, you know, you can't use that camera to be a professional videographer. Like you need to have a full frame camera. Like what the heck? You have to upgrade. Everyone goes into debt to start a business. So what are your thoughts on (laughs) debt and what did you advise me to do? Um... Look, I'm all pro debt if it's the right debt. Like, I know any strong business, Apple, Microsoft, has a lot of debt because they get an amazing interest rate. Well, that's a whole different story. But for someone your age that literally had no money to their name at the time... No idea of how to manage money. That balance sheet would look pretty bad. If it's 100% debt on the, the liability side, any nerds listening that understands the balance sheet, and the asset side is a camera. Like, that, that's a bad balance sheet. Well, had $50,000 of debt from oh, college, too. Oh, yeah. So, too. Let me so talk about like, that. oh, yeah, let me just go and drop $3,000 on a new camera. Like, and I, for I, her, she couldn't get a good interest rate as a business loan, so she would have to use a credit card. A 20% annualized interest is for a camera she can't afford is very terrible business advice. So she had a great camera, and she waited till she made some money, and once she had enough money, she invested that back into her business and right. got a new camera then when she had the money. Yeah, I just waited a little bit. I ended up shooting 12 weddings that year with my crop sensor DSLR. You know, I mean, I know that's photography terms, but like a People basic like me, camera. I don't know the difference. Right. Jeez. And I pulled in 
$1,000 in my first year of business shooting 12 weddings with that camera without going into debt. And then I finally was able to be like begin building a savings. And I remember you recommended that I had six months of expenses saved up and then the rest I could invest into my business. So that's what I did and I just kind of kept growing from there. Is that what you recommend for everyone to have is just to kind of have like six months of expenses saved? Yeah, you should always have an emergency fund of cash and I say three to six months depending on your situation. So someone that doesn't have a steady paycheck salary definitely want to lean more towards the six months. I, I still keep six months expenses in cash just in case. But then I say any number above that in money you have, you should invest it. And for you, having a small business, it should be invested in your business because the return on that money is way higher than you get in the stock market unless you're some guru picking penny stocks which I don't recommend either, but. <laughs> All right, so finally we moved in together. And so we, we got a one bedroom apartment in the Southside Flats um, and we had like an amazing patio. It was way smaller than the house that you lived in, but you also before that were living with two other guys, one being like seven foot one. <laughs> so you needed a six, lot of seven. space. Yeah, yeah. Alex was only six seven. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he looks taller than that to me. Yeah. <laughs> he could like easily be a star basketball player. I'm I'm five ten <laughs> on a good day, so <laughs> all of your friends are so tall. Um, yeah. but so anyway, we kind of lived below our means. You know, we like didn't have this like crazy apartment or anything. We just got a one bedroom apartment. That's classic Alex Olin preaching. Live below your means. Yeah, so just talk a little bit about like our expenses around that time. Well, our rent was 900 bucks total a month. And my last place, I kind of went uh, over budget a little bit. I was paying 680 a month because my room was sick. Your room was like <laughs> bigger than our house now. You had a bathroom bigger than our kitchen. Like it was and like, a deck and like it was it was fun. I mean it's still cheap compared to what people pay um, like a studio apartment. So I was still cheaper having roommates but we moved in this place. It was like the most beautiful block in Southside. We were on yeah, James Street. We had like these really me. nice neighbors. It was such a good deal. I mean, and I, we loved like just being able to like walk to all the restaurants and the Southside Works and walk to the grocery store. I actually went to the gym then and went to yoga <laughs> classes like maybe once a week. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was nine hundred a month, and I think I paid like five fifty, and you paid three fifty. Yeah, it. thank you. So I still had one hundred and thirty more dollars a month going into this place, and this place was extremely clean compared to the last place I lived. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, the day we moved in, of course, like I was thinking, you know, oh, I'm just gonna like get rid of a bunch of stuff and clean everything first, dust everything before we move into this brand new clean <laughs> space. And it wasn't actually that clean. I feel like they like totally forgot to clean the bathroom there. Uh, when we moved in, we ended up, Rosa had to do it. Um, <laughs> but so you brought all of your clothes, your massive amounts of clothes. Alex has twice the amount of clothes as I do because they all still fit from high school, I know. And the guy's style like doesn't change as much. They're probably a little out of style. But but you had all of this crap and it was covered in dust. I, I don't dust. I'm pretty clean, but I don't dust. And I truly was like, this isn't going to work. I had kind of like a, a little little breakdown for a little like bit an of a hour. breakdown, but I was <laughs> putting all my stuff into my closet, which was <laughs> the... the living room closet and I had my dresser in the living room. Looking back, we're like, wow. We, we really live below our means, but at the time, we're like, ah, oh, this is fine. This is oh like my, my bedroom. We had like that huge uh, 
couch in yeah. the in it was the like a second bed. All of our friends loved it. Had the, it was like a big sectional couch with an ottoman and like made the perfect bed for all of our friends to sleep over. So somebody slept on at least once a week. Even in that tiny house, you'd still have like four people sleep over all the time. <laughs> Crazy to look back on, but at the time it was like, oh, this is fun, great. This is like my little space's living room. That's where I change in the morning because I'd wake up before. And you would still walk to work, even all the way from 22nd Street, that James was a little Street. Further. That, how long was your your commute to work every day? That was over a mile. And you always packed your lunch. And whenever um, you lived on 13th Street, before I actually moved in with you, I would sleep over, of course, the night before, and then help you pack your lunch in the mornings. But it was amazing whenever I could just finally sleep in. Oh, <laughs> and I didn't I'm have sure. to go home when you left for work. Yeah. So I'm sorry, sorry I stopped helping you pack your lunch. But talk about your, your kind of ideas about like packing lunch. And, you know, you would still go out on like a Friday or something. But Yeah, I used to go out on Now it's not so much. But um, I just feel if I can pack my lunch for like $3, $4 or I go out to lunch for like minimum $8, uh, you know, that money a week what I'm saving at least four bucks a day times five is 20 bucks a week for for me to just go out just to like treat myself to make it to lunch like that I don't feel like that's an accomplishment that I should reward myself with like oh I worked four hours this morning I deserve a fancy lunch by myself well you're also like very regimented and prepared ahead like you would always go grocery shopping and make sure you had everything that yeah. you need like the reason that I usually would buy lunch out when I worked in West Virginia or like I mean <laughs> all through college and all the coffees and stuff I bought <laughs> was because I wasn't prepared. Like I didn't go to the grocery store and make sure I had everything that I needed. And I didn't really think about it that way. Like I like that you think like, oh, okay, it's worth it if I'm going to go out and socialize with friends. But if I'm yeah, just like... Yeah, if someone wants me to go to lunch that I haven't seen in a while, it's worth it for me to spend the extra money on lunch because I get to see this person I haven't seen in a while and we can have a conversation, network, whatever you want to say. That's worth the money. But if for me just to go out grab takeout, eat at my desk, I should just be eating a packed lunch. <laughs> and <laughs> what is in your packed lunch every day? Now you still eat the same thing. Yeah, basically. Carrot, half a cucumber, hard-boiled egg, a turkey sandwich, and Greek yogurt. And your turkey sandwich always has peppers and lettuce and tomato. Lettuce and, and tomato. Very, very healthy. I eat ramen <laughs> noodles and boxed mac and cheese. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, so... Now we can kind of like move into 2018. This is after we'd been living together for almost a year um, when like my business was really just kind of yeah, picking yeah. up. So finally on January 24th, 2018, very beginning of the year, you helped me to register my business. Um, and I registered as a sole proprietor. And I know like a lot of people, when they start a business, they want to have an LLC. So can you just talk a little bit about why we went that route rather than an LLC? Um, well, your business is still very small, and uh, I just didn't see you opening an LLC and sticking, using the LLC correctly. So Because I'm a hot mess. Uh, hmm. I am. It's fine. Oh, well, you said it, not me. Uh, so an <laughs> LLC, from what my lawyers tell me, I'm not a lawyer, I'm terrible with law, got scraped B's in law class, but for it to actually keep the protection of you from your personal assets you have to keep really good accounting so if you bought something for your business out of your personal account a good lawyer could say hey I, you pierced the veil this isn't a different entity this is still your sole proprietorship so it defeats the purpose so at that time i'm like she's not going to stick everything do everything correctly in this business account it's not going to work so we had 
um, her get some good contracts from our friends that were lawyers or law school, actually. For free! Thank you, Kyle! <laughs> yeah. So she had strong enough contracts that, and her business, like, what's she going to do? Tell someone to step, take two steps back and they fall off a cliff? My contract says I am not liable if somebody gets hurt. See, there you go. So that's like, if they break through that contract and get in and sue you for your personal assets, we still had renter's insurance, which at the time I think I had like a hundred thousand li or you had a hundred thousand of liability insurance on that. But even now, like on the house, there's liability insurance of like five hundred thousand too. So if they ever broke through the contract, I think the number wouldn't be greater than your liability insurance personally. But if you want an LLC because you're paranoid or if you're really good with your books, then yes, it's better to have an LLC. But I just, for someone in their early 20s starting a business, I don't see them keeping the correct accounting for it to be worth it. Yeah, well, and then that year, I actually ended up shooting 25 weddings, which was like double what I did, more than double what I did the year before. And I was also still working four to five days a week at the Bulldog. So like, once again, I have no clue how I had the energy to do all of this. Um, but so in September of 2018, a lot changed. And I was like in my busiest month ever. I think I had something like seven weddings that month. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to slip it in. Uh, uh, so I finally there. decided I could leave bartending and serving and like, even though I really loved it, I still sometimes want to go back to my serving job, my bartending job, and I feel like everyone should probably work in serving or bartending. You could have maybe benefited from that. You're a really good, you make a really good cocktail. Um, but people skills might not quite. <laughs> but so anyway, um, I was, you know, really ready to take my business full time around then. And you just helped me build this really profitable and sustainable business that allowed me to do that. And I just want to say thank you for always supporting my dreams. But I was constantly that year, like, saying to you, when are we going to get married? Let's get married. And you would just say... The whole time we lived together. <laughs> someday. 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 <laughs> and so finally, in my month of September, seven weddings, so busy, finally was like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I can't work with the bulldog anymore. You decided to propose. <laughs> so my plan was I wasn't going to buy this <laughs> ring until I got my next job out of Publix. I got that job in June, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start thinking about this ring because that's my excuse for putting it off for so long. And then I finally pulled the trigger in, like, August, and then I didn't know it takes, like, six weeks to get the rock mounted on the ring you know i don't know any of this stuff i'm like my first of my friends to get engaged probably overspent you know should have got the moistenite or something like that but it is what it is um i would have been I finally, happy with the stringer on my finger i, I know, told you I that know. a million times and i finally got it i'm like geez i've been wanting this thing for a month and a half i just need to promote propose now it was like the day before her birthday i knew she wanted a video of it i just couldn't get a videographer there in that short notice so i had to plan something else <laughs> well, so finally, I'm like, you know, I, rem I definitely rem the main reason that I think I was thinking something was up was because we got this brochure in the mail from King's Jewelers saying so like dumb. something I like Alex, our yet. preferred customers. I threw it away because I didn't want you to know that I saw it. But I thought, oh, maybe you just got me something really nice for my birthday. I definitely didn't have my hopes up about it. But like when we went to dinner, 
on my birthday at Social House, I definitely like thought, oh, I don't know, maybe there's like a chance. So then my birthday passed. I thought, there's no freaking way that he's (laughs) proposing. I'm so busy this month. So that story that like I asked her to be my girlfriend the night before was light up night and I tried to ask her then but my whole plan went wrong because she was late with her friend that I used to go out with and then downtown was so packed didn't get to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to proper big brick oven pizza with my roommate and his girlfriend and then we'd go watch fireworks and I asked her to be my girlfriend during the fireworks. That was my big plan that which didn't work. Which ended up Obviously, that didn't really work out. We were super late. It was... Yeah, yeah. yeah so that it, didn't work. So the next night at Mario... Up, yeah, asking it. I'm like, <laughs> I had a plan, anymore. but I just want... I can't wait any longer. So I asked for them, which was fine. It's funny. Funny story. So I'm like, okay, I'll recreate that night. It'll have like a meaning to why we're getting engaged downtown Pittsburgh. So I told my friend, I'm like, hey, meet us at dinner proper. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I'm like, I'd really appreciate it if you come. He didn't know. Nobody knew. I told like two people I bought the ring. And they were thinking like, oh man, we man, haven't Alex, seen Alex enough lately. I he feel never bad. shows emotion. Why would he say he'd really appreciate it? And so we get there and my buddy's like, oh, there's footmarks on the floor. Are you walking in here? Because they're like, you're dragging your feet, not proposing. I'm like, oh my God, just <laughs> shut up. Now looking back on it, we weren't even together that long. It was only like three and a half. Years yeah. at that point. Four years. Living Coming together, up on four years. Lived together over a year and kind of think. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but she was getting her hair done downtown. So right when I got home from work, I like changed real fast, took a shot, tried to call her mom because I needed permi- permission from her mom. And I didn't want to tell her early because I was afraid <laughs> she'd spill the beans. And she didn't pick up. I'm like, oh, great. So I called an Uber and I was nervous talking to the Uber guy. He's like, oh, you're the second person that's getting engaged that I've drove so far today. I'm like, what? That's like small world. Her mom called, I told her, and she was freaking out. She's like, okay, I won't say anything, I won't say anything. I'll wait to call her. I'm like, okay, great. And we get there, they're cracking jokes the whole time. I'm texting her friend that's gonna videotape it the whole time, and he's like, I'm late. I'm like, oh, we're, we're, we just got another drink, take your time, and it was, I was nervous. And I had the ring without the box because my jeans were too tight to keep the box, <laughs> you would see it. So I had it in like the wee little pocket expensive diamond ring I was super nervous so I'm like hey let's get an Instagram on the bridge after dinner and everyone's like yeah great oh, idea yeah, perfect great idea. cool let's go take a picture so then I looked to my buddy and I had this to-go box I'm like hold this I'm like just go with it he's like what you said follow my lead follow my lead he's like six four so I'm literally I'm looking up like, at him talking to Rachel I had like a perfect buzz going on I had like three beers at dinner <laughs> and we're walking I'm not paying one bit of attention to you I'm talking to Rachel about yoga with Adrian and like whatever we were talking about and we get to the bridge and you're like oh here uh here Brian hold my f- take a picture of us with your phone and I was like ah oh, no I want a picture of all of us together I'm like, oh, what? let's do one together first, then we'll do one. And then I was like, no, there's this guy standing right over here in the corner. Let's ask him to take a picture of us. And it's her friend Brandon. He's like in this dark alley with his hood up. And my buddy's like, have planning to yeah, videotape planned to take videotape it. And my buddy's like, he, he's like, hey, uh, should we keep keep a move along here? He's like <laughs> nervous. We're gonna get mugged. And I'm like, no, dude, just uh, chill, chill. <laughs> So finally, I'm like stomping around. I'm like, oh, fine. I take my coat off. I put my purse down on the ground next to Rachel and, you know, like going to take a picture with you pouting. (laughs) So then I start my speech and I mess it all up. I try to explain like, oh, we were here four years ago. I tried to plan this night to ask you out. And I still like have no 
clue really what's going on. And, and then all of a sudden, filming. I see out of the corner of my eye, this guy that I wanted to ask to take a picture of us turn around. There's this bright light in my face. Brandon's black. He has like, is just his put up. And yeah. I, all I see is this like bright light. And I, <laughs> I notice him all of a sudden. Now it takes a while. It was dark out. Yeah, it was night on a bridge <laughs> in Pittsburgh. And so, so finally, I know, I notice what's happening and I, Walk away and I say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. She's only asked me to propose for a whole I was year straight. And in so much shock. Thank God he filmed it because I don't think I would remember it. Yeah, so it's all on video. I'm sure Shannon will get the link out if you actually <laughs> want to like, see it. But oh I, I stammer through my speech and then I finally pop the cue. And it's, it's a great memory. Because we got to go out and celebrate with our friends afterwards, and we ran into someone else, and ended up having Pops like another bottle of champagne, and then uh, and we, it was a Tuesday night, so was, I had to go to work the next day, and I just like crushed it. But work, it, it so was tired. it was perfect that I was so surprised. I, I had no I, idea. I do but. like surprises. If you know me, if I buy a gift, it's always a surprise. So. Well, so then we had our third annual Catalina Catalina wine mixer. I think third, or was that just the second one? Hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track. We have an annual Catalina wine mixer, um, and we had it like on our awesome back patio with our gazebo uh, in our house on uh, Jane Street, um, and it kind of turned into more of an engagement party. So that was really fun. But we knew that we weren't gonna like plan a wedding in 2019 because I already had 20 weddings booked for the next year. I was I was planning on taking more of them. And I always um, said, I want to be engaged a while because yeah. I was trying to push off the wedding. I and, know. you know, we wanted to buy a house and get settled before we even, like, really started thinking too much about wedding planning. So that's what we did. And right around then, that was when you started a new job at Crown Castle. So you kind of had, like, a different commute. So that's why we ended up picking Dormont. But talk a little bit about our home buying process. Uh, you were looking at the houses more than me. Like, again, I'm... I just look at the numbers, basically. I don't really care about what it looks like. I found this, like, super cheap house in Southside, but it was, like, way up in the slopes. There was, it would have been terrible driving, like, in the winter when we have snow. But it had this, like, huge, amazing yard, and I was like, oh, I'm going to turn this into a photography studio, and we're going to fix it all up and do all this stuff. And, it, you know, that was just kind of, like, right at the very beginning of our process. We weren't really ready to buy it. We just kind of were, were looking. Um, and even way back whenever I lived in West Virginia, one of our dates, we like went and looked at this like $400,000 house, like totally no, out of the question, like $600,000, $600, like mansion in Southside just for fun. But now thinking about it, people that make the amount of money that we have would like still buy a $600,000 house, which is so crazy. So anyway, after like kind of looking on Zillow for a little while, I think we really only went on like one other tour before we found our house. Yeah, that was like the only tour I really went on. We saw this one, loved it. Double porch, cool basement, three bedrooms. So like met all my criteria and it was the price range. And I wheeled and dealed a little bit. I knocked a little bit off, but my loan officer is great. Justin Lazaro, he works at Guaranteed Rate. Reach out to him. And his fiance, and Emily Connell, is our realtor, realtor that helped us buy the studio. But he told me to do um, a 3% seller's assist to save money on cash. So I had the seller pay my down payment. So I only paid closing costs. I only paid $11,000 cash to get this house, which was awesome because I'm, I invest my other excess money in the market. And, and our agreement was that he would put the down payment and I would buy anything for the house. And luckily we find 
everything that we need on the street constantly. People just throw stuff away. Every single chair that we have, we found on the street. But I did buy a couch, and it was like 650 bucks, which really wasn't that bad from Ashley Home Store. And I bought our washer and dryer. And I'm pretty, much, pretty sure that was like the only thing that we bought. Major, yeah. Everything else we had, um, just little stuff here and there that you like to decorate. And so, um, yeah, like we, we bought our house, and then you started your new job right before that. So talk a little bit about your job at Crown. Like, what did you think of when you kind of switched from Crown Castle? So I was, I was hoping Crown to finally to get to my Jim Halpert job, which is more... What more does Jim Halpert mean? From The Office, the show. Oh, People I'm know sorry, this. You I don't, don't watch, watch The Show. The Office. Um, so this is more of my 9 to 5 job. I don't, the only overtime I work is on the first day of the month for clothes. So it's like, and I have 19 days vacation. I have an amazing 401k like 10% match and like everything I wanted in a job so it's just like way less stress and uh, don't have to wear a suit uh, even well now I work from home but yeah, you're and then like, one oh, of the benefits me, was right. if I went back to school which I never thought I would I thought I'd get my CPA but that didn't work out so I'm like oh let me try go and get my MBA um, and if I got an A or B in my class they'd pay 75% of it my buddy was going to LSU Shreveport. He told me the price. I'm like, holy crap, I got to do this. And then I looked into the tax credit, lifetime learning credit. You get another 20% back. And then you could pay with a credit card. So I get my dollar, my 1% back. So I was paying like 150 bucks a class. And next thing I know, I'm done with my MBA. And I got an MBA. Never really thought it would happen. And you just like have this awesome job with great benefits. They paid for it. You know, you get to take all this vacation. You have so much vacation now. Yeah, and I can roll 15 days. So last year, I obviously rolled 15 because we couldn't go anywhere. So this year, I could technically take 34 days. Well, but what was it like, like, still managing grad school on top of work? I was easy because you work all the time. I so did. that was my excuse. Like, I'd come home from work now that I have this job that I have a lot of free time. I come home from work and watch TV alone while she's editing at night. I'm like... I uh, probably shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, use my time a little more wisely. So I, I'm like, oh, I'll study. I'll take this night class MBA. I'll be done eventually in 20 months. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm so proud of you. So now my new uh, thing to do in my free time when she's working is thrifting my eBay business. I started during <laughs> quarantine. So. Yeah, and we just like, I buy stuff for myself when I thrift. Like my cute pink couch was 75 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Um, anytime I go to Goodwill with you, I buy like cheap lamps for the house and, you know, mirrors, paintings. Every time I go to Goodwill, I get a new like gold frame painting. Uh, now we have like a weird one with a little angel boy kissing an angel girl above our bed and Alex isn't a big fan, but I think it's really cute. But anyway, um, talk about like, yeah, talk about eBay and thrifting. Like you're actually like repurposing and selling things and recycling it and making money. Yeah, yeah, so it's just kind of fun, like, finding little treasures and finding their value. So that's, like, half the fun is finding it, and the other half is when it actually sells. Because my buddy was doing it before me and told me about it. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, this sounds fun. So I got into it. It was more prominent during quarantine. Now that things are open, I'm sure I'll do it less. But it's still just a little side hobby for something to do to make a couple extra bucks. Yeah, well, we were, like, a little bit bored when quarantine happened. But before that, in 2019... We like moved into our house and yeah, we had all this going on and I I ended up shooting 31 weddings that year and like I feel like I missed out on a lot of lake weekends um, but I was still really like loving my work and what I was doing. Um, I was working a lot with the Pittsburgh Promise. I made like five 
videos for them that year. Like, I, I don't know how we did all that we did, but that winter I had a lot of editing to catch up on and I started feeling really burnt out. Um, and you would go to work all day and I missed you. Like, I hated when you'd leave in the morning. I wouldn't yeah. even let you leave the house. Um, but so I would end up like sitting on the couch until sometimes like noon. Oh and I mean, I would work, like, I'd have yeah. my laptop on my lap and answer emails and like I was much more responsive to people then than I am now. Sorry, if, if anyone's listening to this and I haven't gotten back to your email, just send me another message. <laughs> but I would sit on the couch and watch Good Morning America and Live with Kelly and Dr. Oz and then, you know, Rachel Ray, The View. And finally, I'd go up to my office and start editing. But since you, since you started working from home, I just like, I have so much more of a routine now. I get up, I have, I do my journal, I have my lemon water. I actually am in my office sometimes by eight o'clock working with you, which is so cool. So just let's talk a little bit about what that kind of transition was like into working from home. Of course, like I know that, um, that you, you know, picked up some extra hobbies. We redecorated the house. We were keeping ourselves busy. A little painting. A little painting. I know that you didn't like love it, but it definitely made a big difference, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, I just got to sleep in an extra half hour, less commute. Um, but I would just, I still have my days of the week pants. I'm wearing my purple Friday pants, joggers today um, <laughs> with a sweatshirt. He does, he still wears the same outfit on Monday, Monday the same Thursday, outfit on Thursday. Tuesday, the same outfit on Wednesday. Hey, I read that from uh, Steve, Jobs, Steve Jobs, Dr. Dre, Mark Zuckerberg. They all wear the same thing every day. It's one well, less thing to think about. So, you have a specific outfit for each day of the week, whereas I actually just wear the same thing every day because I don't shower and I just keep the same clothes just on. Keep for your pajamas on for a couple of days, then you shower, you do it again. <laughs> I actually showered today so that you didn't have to look at me or smell me. I mean, you still have to look at me, not looking very good. But, but anyway, so when COVID happened, I like at that time was kind of starting to feel really burnt out. Like I had this winter where just kind of feeling really overwhelmed with all of the editing and it was my own fault because I just kind of kept saying yes to everything but so I you know was like I got to do something different here when COVID happened all my weddings were postponed and so I got a business coach I started listening to podcasts I never even listened to a podcast before quarantine um and then I came up with this idea about hosting my own podcast like out of nowhere um but I was literally so embarrassed and nervous like I could not record anything in front of you so like one day you were like out of the house grocery shopping because this was when we were like legit quarantine like couldn't go anywhere couldn't see anybody um and I like didn't want to record anything in front of you I was too embarrassed of it but I can't even believe over this past year you've just been so supportive of my dreams and now here you are a guest on the show what did you think about my idea for starting a podcast Oh, it was great. Why not? I mean, I'm, everything I read, I read a lot of business articles. It's like you want to expand your business. You want to expand your um, flows of income every which way you can. And well, I mean, and like I, I feel like we both talk all the time about like wanting to create guides and courses yeah, and stuff. But we have this cool platform ideas. right here where we can like provide free information for people and just to talk and connect. So Yeah, like today, my buddy texted me today a tax question. I've gotten a different tax question at least every day this week so <laughs> that's like, actually going to be one of my questions for you like i feel like a million people are constantly reaching out to you around tax season so what advice can you give to people to feel more prepared for tax season like i'm sure we should already be planning ahead for next year right uh yeah i would just say like think about it in december or 
November when you can actually do something because when it's the end of the year you can't go back and change your numbers that year is already ended so it's like hey think about it one t one time during the actual year like hey let's look go over these numbers if I'm gonna show a big profit and I want to buy something a new asset for my business let's buy it this year and take the tax break early instead of waiting a whole another year to get the tax break that's like one little easy that's what I would usually do like at the end of the year buy a new computer or something yeah cuz I'm like hey if you need this, if you're gonna buy this in the spring, just buy it now. Get the tax break. Well, what about these people like me who like wait till the last minute to do everything? And April fifteenth is coming up. Thank goodness we all got a uh, a little extra time this year. But like, what are you what are you telling people right now who waited till the last minute? You're dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what can they do no. to fix uh, it? I mean, it's it's much easier to do it weekly, monthly, daily if you can. But last that minute. is so unrealistic for me to do it daily. I wish that I could, and maybe that will be like a goal it's moving fun. forward. It's fun but writing down yeah, everything. For you, you love it. You, Alex keeps track of every penny he finds on the sidewalk. It's low this year. Because we haven't done anything. What no. was it last year? Real low. It was like no. four bucks. But, oh, one other little hobby that you've picked up is uh, gambling. But Alex's gambling isn't like other people's gambling. He only bets on the arbitrage, the, the things that he knows are guaranteed win. And how much have you uh, made in three months? Uh, like eight fifty. dollars <laughs> $850. I mean, it's nothing crazy. I'm like literally doing the promotional bets and making like five bucks here and there. But it, I mean, to me, it's free money and kind of fun. It's, it's really cool. I love it. I mean, and he even like goes into my account and buys me some things. I think I've made like 50 bucks so far, maybe even more, 100? Yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah. couple hundred? Yeah. See, I don't keep track. I have no idea. Money to me, I'm like, ah, it'll be there. Like, I don't feel like for me, if I kept track of my money, that I would do anything differently than I do. Like, if I have something that I want to buy for my business, I'm like all in. If I have something that I want to I want to go on a trip, I'm totally in but you at least have helped me to realize that like I don't need to stop at Starbucks and get a coffee because yeah. we can make it at home and buy a whole bag of coffee from Aldi for 280 288 what is the price 389 Three, 389 oh my god I'm so off yeah you'd be terrible on prices right <laughs> he always knows exactly how much the grocery is gonna be mm -hmm. like counts it all up while we're going but so anyway um, like speaking of like taxes and planning and all this we're three months away from our wedding. Finally, planning. yeah, hard to believe. So we're in the final stages of planning. Like, I feel like there's not that much to, left to do, but there are definitely some things left to do. What are you most excited about for the stuff coming up this summer? I just think that whole week, like people coming in, like they're gonna be texting me, like, "Hey, I'm getting in Friday for the wedding. Like, family from out of town, friends from out of town. It's gonna be so fun. Like Friday night, because our wedding got pushed to Sunday." Well, because we were supposed to yeah. get married July 11th, 2020, we kept thinking, like, even when COVID first started, we're like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. We'll be, like, the first party back. The world will be open up again. Never would have even realized that we'd still be worried about maybe not being yeah. allowed to have our 300 guests at our wedding this year, a year later. Yeah, so Sunday, I think, is going to be more fun because people are going to get in Friday. We can go out, have fun. Saturday, rehearsal dinner. People will be in the hotel that night. We can hang out with all our friends and family, and then Sunday will be the wedding, and the wedding's obviously gonna be a blast. And then Monday, people will take off, obviously, too, and I can, like, say goodbye on Monday. So it's like a four-day event for me. It sounds awesome. I'm really I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm finally, oh, I, I, like, feel like for a little while, we, like, we're just like, oh, my God, let's why, get this over with. Like, over <laughs> but I'm definitely feeling excited again, and we have, like, a lot of trips coming up. When this episode airs, oh, no, when the first episode back of, of Light Up Airs um, will be in Arizona. And then, geez, like 
What? You're going to a bachelor party in Nashville, and I have my bridal shower. Then we're going to Florida to shoot a wedding. To shoot a wedding. St. Pete, our favorite spot. We're going to New York to shoot a wedding in June. And then we're going to try to go on like a honeymoon right after the wedding, maybe to Oregon somewhere just for a quick week, quick long weekend because Shannon's busy. And then we're going to Canada. Canada, our friend's lake house to as shoot there. As long as the border in, opens up, praying. Shoot there in uh, engagement photos. We get a free place to stay and it's business. We'll write it off. And like our it. best friends. We get yeah, and our best awesome friends. place and hang out have fun. And then we'd like to actually have a real honeymoon in September, hopefully to Italy. But if not, I'm thinking the Caribbean. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I would, I've would. i never really been out of the country besides Canada and Cancun, Mexico. And yeah. I don't know if either of those places really counts. <laughs> we were supposed to go to Italy last year. All of our big international trips are kind of postponed a year now. But I Lots really to look hope we can to. go. We have so much to look forward to. I'm so excited. And I just like, I was feeling really overwhelmed about, you know, not having control over this year because so many things were postponed. And not only our wedding, but like a lot of the other weddings I was supposed to shoot last year. But feeling really prepared. I feel like we're like, we're just going to have the best year. But before we wrap up, I've like had you here for an hour and 15 minutes, so I feel like nobody is going to even want to keep listening much longer. But before wrap we wrap up, up lady. can we do some rapid fire questions? Yeah, rapid fire. What's the first thing you're going to do when the world opens up again? Sit at a bar and watch a sports game. Oh my god, I can't wait to have a watch drink a at a bar without having to order anything. I want to watch the Pirates lose in a crappy dark <laughs> bar. Who's your biggest role model? One is my dad, and close two and three would be my brother-in-law, and uh, yeah, that's an easy one and two right there. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, I can't even believe I, I'm marrying into this such amazing family. Everybody's so nice, and you're like a lot like your like your dad. You've learned a lot. And my mom, my mom obviously, she's the the penny pincher more than my dad. What did she say? What's her? This is Andrew Carnegie's mom told him to if you watch your pennies, your dollars will watch themselves. Yeah. She always told me that. Cindy's the best and she makes the best cookies and we're going for Easter and I'm so excited for everything that she makes. It's always so delicious and our pies and your dad like is just always like entertaining us and asking us fun questions, yeah. taking yeah. us out on the lake. I'm so lucky. So and we finally get to see L. Oh fire. sorry, rapid fire. What's something people are usually surprised to find out about you? Surprised to find out about me. We didn't even talk about it at all. You're a hunter. I am a hunter, yeah. I live in a city and I'm a, an accountant, but I, I do hunt, yeah. I told myself uh, way back in the day I would never marry a Republican or a hunter. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't talk about politics, but uh, hunting, yes. I do like to deer hunt and turkey hunt and some little bit of small game. He I, provides for us. We have uh, venison usually once a week. Yeah, because I enjoy it. It's like, it's my meditation compared to her real meditation, me just staring at some trees. I think it's fun, and I get to have some great food all year that I In your harvested. Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout, too. Yes, yeah, it's small town me. So um, what's one thing anyone can do today to improve their financial situation? Uh, how about just look at it? Let's look at your credit card statement. See what you're buying. Just like on a whole month those little purchases add up maybe or if like your big purchases maybe think hey well, why don't i just call a different insurance agency and see if it's cheaper at geico compared to liberty i could save you a bunch of money it's super easy that's such a good idea just take a quick yeah, look I would just look at it like 
not put it at the back of your mind and be like, ooh, I don't want to look at my credit card statement. And, and I love that. that you always say that you either need to make more or you need to spend less. But in order to tell what you actually need to yeah. make to survive, you got to take a look at so it. So either, yeah, if you want to have more money in your bank account, you got to spend less or get a little side hustle, make some more or ask for a raise. So what's the weirdest thing about me? The weirdest thing about you? You know I'm the weirdest person in the world. Um, she kind of talks to herself a lot. <laughs> Especially now I work from home. I'll be hearing her in her office like, is she on a call or is she singing or is she crying from the photos she's editing? <laughs> a lot of noises coming out of there. Uh, what's your favorite thrift store? Ooh, the bins at Goodwill. Oh my god, I hate the bins! They're dirty and disgusting. No. <laughs> Definitely uh, the most profitable for oh, you. Highest margin. What's the like, cheapest thing you find that you ever made the most money on? Uh, I don't have too many crazy home runs. I, the chair I found on the street, I sold it for $75. Which free, one? The brown chair. Oh my gosh, but we used it for like yeah, a year we, too. We, we got some use out it, of yeah. it. It was beautiful. Uh, what are your, what are three things people can do today for their health? Because you are literally like the healthiest person I know and you're like 5.6% body fat. Okay, that was, who knows when that was taken, if it was even accurate. Um, Cut some sugar. You don't need sugar. Um, it's terrible for you, and it's empty calories. Uh, try to do something active every day. It doesn't even matter. It could be a walk. You literally work out 20 minutes a day. That's it. It's Only nothing. I don't even sweat. Week. I don't even sweat. I just do something. Um, and switch one like boxed processed food for a real food, like your granola bar. Switch it to an orange or an apple. Awesome. Um, where is your go-to place for information? What platforms, podcasts, po podcasts, what platforms, podcasts, or sources do you use to learn about what you know? Uh, my go-to back in the day for business articles was Business Insider, but now it's getting kind of clickbaity. So I, I'm big on Bloomberg. It's probably my favorite news source. What's your favorite thing about me? Everything. Everything! Happiness, positivity. Beautiful, oh. so nice to everyone I know and everyone around us. I love you. Okay, what are your dreams for our future? It's the last one. Health and wellness and prosperity, happiness, which we, we're close to. I think we're there. I think we already have everything we ever wanted. I love you so much. Can only get better. Well, thank you so much, Boo. So if anyone needs any personal finance help or tax advice, which, I mean, I know they're already texting you, but like, I feel like there's a better way to ask. So if you have questions about thrifting, eBay, credit card points, where can they find you? What's the best way to reach you? Uh, we'll say uh, my email now. Just put it in the, the link, I guess. Start from there. Put it in the link. Well, I will uh, make sure that I, I attach some links. OlinAlex612 at Gmail. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I love you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I loved kind of taking a little trip down memory lane with you. I feel like I have even a greater appreciation for you now. So this is your, my first interview back for the show. I, I had an interview yesterday, but her episode's going to air after yours. I think this is going to help everyone get to know me a little better. So love you. Love you too. Thanks. Okay, so if you actually stuck around and listened to our entire hour and 16 minute long love story, thank you so much. I know I probably could have condensed that interview a bit, but I really wanted to give you a look into who I am and what my life is like outside of my work in this show. 
Alex is the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm so happy that through our conversation, he was able to share some of the practices he uses to create freedom and stability in his life. If you've got tax or finance questions, be sure to send him an email at O-L-O-N-A-L-E-X 612 at gmail.com or head over to the show notes at shannonchavez.com where I've linked his info and a couple of freebies that he's passed along to help you create a budget or start making some investments. And I'd love for you to let us know what you thought of today's episode. So please leave me a review so that I can continue to bring you the kinds of content that you enjoy listening to. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, remember that you have the power to manifest your dream life. So do the stuff that lights you up. See you soon. Outside yourself when you have all of the world inside. Why would you look outside yourself?